What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Brick House here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Joe, and I'm here with Nick. My name is Matt, and today we are talking about this crazy West playoff race, this PG injury that affects this West West playoff race, a fun Draymond Green Hall of Fame debate, as well as the award Draymond won last week, our second NBA Soft-Ass Player of the Week award presented by PillowFight.co. But first, I want to give a shout-out to one of our sponsors, and that's Coffee Bros. If you are a bro up real early like I am and need a coffee company that's not only going to provide you with everything from award-winning roasts to necessary equipment, your espresso machines, your grinders, your filters, to your recipes, as well as your coffee-to-water ratio calculator, go to Coffee Bros' website, whose link is in our description, to get everything that you need that is coffee-related. So go, so go get Coffee Bros, bro. And that will transition us into Clippers Port forward Paul George. We need to get into this NBA news. Scary injury. His knee bent back versus Oklahoma City. A sprained knee. Reevaluated in two to three weeks, but probably won't be back until the playoffs. It was a very scary injury. I did not like what I saw, especially seeing, you know, PG have another really serious lower body injury early in his career. Definitely scary to see, but he's not going to be back, it looks like, until early in the playoffs. So, Nick, I'm going to go to you first on this one, man. Are the Clippers done? Can they overcome this PG injury? They can overcome this if... If Paul George comes back and it obviously is is real is healthy just like as he as he was before, um, I mean he was doing a a 360 dunk right before he got injured. So him wow. and Leonard were finally uh, starting to figure it out and, uh, with the Clippers and with with Russell Westbrook at, with that addition. They they were on a win streaker two three four games right there, but now with Paul George out, I mean this this it looks so so bad, but it. I think it is best case scenario with what they heard with, with the injury news. So it doesn't seem like he should be out too long. Uh, it all just depends on who they're going to face in that first round, just because uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough matchup without, without Paul George. And I don't, I don't think he's going to be back for the first couple games. So it's going to be a tough ask yeah. for Kawhi Leonard. No doubt. Yeah. I, like, like you said, I think he could be back for, at some point in that first round series, but you know, the first couple games. And like you said, if they're playing a, a, I don't know, Joe doesn't want to hear this, but if they're playing a Phoenix Suns with Kevin Durant in the first round, it's, you know, and you don't have Paul George and it's basically just Kawhi and Russell Westbrook, that's going to be a really tough matchup for him. But Joe, you've been off the Clippers bandwagon as I have uh, here for a little while. So what do you think? Are the, are, are the Clippers done? Can they overcome this and, you know, make a run still in the, in the West? I mean, it's going to really depend on how much Russell Westbrook is going to be Russell Westbrook. I mean, he's going to have to step up. Kawhi, we know what he brings, right? Kawhi is a hell of a defensive player. He's got some offensive skill sets, but they're they're going to have to make up for a decent amount of points. And the one guy I really think that can do that at will is going to be Russell Westbrook. But they're going to have to really key that offense to his skill set and really get him, you know, going downhill as much as possible, clear out the key, let him go to work, and and just kind of see what happens. But I, I think that out of you know, a lot of the teams right now who are, you know, in that range, they have a pretty decent team right now. They're playing together. They're looking really good. But, you know, the Paul George loss, I compare it to kind of the KD loss. You don't really know when he's going to come back, if he's going to come back for the playoffs. There's a possibility, but it's very, very, you know, slim. And then you look at it and you're like, they could easily, if they don't figure this out, not even make the play-in. They're that close to being out of it even at the even as they sit at the four seed right now, you know I think there's three games between them and and Dallas, who is the eleven right now. So I mean, like we're going to talk about that later, but you're talking about a very small window for error, right? You have a very small error gap you have right now. 
you cannot slip because every team below you is just waiting for it. And like I said, we're going to get into that later, but I, it's going to be rough. I don't know if they can do it. I don't, like I said, there is, there is a possibility they don't make the playoffs at all. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think they're, they're still going to, they're still going to make the playoffs. I think because you know, the, they're, they're up three games on the 11 seed, but to take into account, there's only however many games left, you know, and anywhere eight from nine. eight to any, anywhere, yeah. eight, you know, eight, to, like I was going to say, eight to 10 games yeah. left, you know, so it's going to be hard for, you know, however many teams to overcome, you know, uh, a, a three game deficit. So I think they're, they're, they're still going to be in the playoffs, but I don't think the Clippers are going anywhere without him. I mean, I, and, and now because of this, they're, they're really not going anywhere. Like Kawhi, listen, he's been, I, I didn't think they were going anywhere anyway, is my point. I, even with Paul George, I haven't been a very big Clippers guy. I don't see it with their team this year. That Something always seems to go wrong with the Clippers. And listen, Kawhi's been playing great. He had 32 on 13 of 15 shooting. So he was damn near shooting 90% in a big playoff seeding game versus OKC last week. But the rest of that team does very little for me. Westbrook has proven outside of KD, he doesn't fit with championship caliber teams. I think it'll depend on matchup, matchup but I'd pick a bunch of teams over them in the first round. I picked the Nuggets. I picked the Kings. I picked the Grizzlies. I picked the Suns with KD. I picked the Lakers with LeBron if they end up matching up in the first round. I picked a lot of teams over them uh, the, to, to win a series. And right now for them, it's looking like their best opportunity to win a title was that 2020 bubble where they choked the 3-1 lead to, to Denver. And, you know, since then, Kawhi's ACL injury took them out of playoff contention in both 2021 and 2022. Now this PG injury in 2023. And, you know, it's not looking too hot for the Clippers. And, you know, hopefully he can get healthy so we can see what it'll look like in the playoffs. But I just don't think they're going to they're, they're gonna make it far enough for us to find out. But with that being said, we're going to transition to some more playoff topics. And it's getting really wild out west. And it is getting hotly contest- contested at the top of the east as well, which is where we will start. The east one, two, three seeds are separated by four games now. So Milwaukee, who is up by two and a half games on Boston, who is the two. Boston, who's up. Uh, another game and a half on Philly, who is four games back of Milwaukee, and just one game back in the lost column of Boston. All of this is extremely important, obviously, because whoever gets the one seed avoids the other two until the conference finals. Obviously, home court in these series between them as well is huge, as well as the three seed may potentially get to play Miami, who is the sixth seed and who's been playing better. And as we know, come playoff time, Miami can be a very tough out and upset, upset some teams and has made some conference finals and finals runs recently. So, Joe, I'm going to go to you first, man. What What do you think? Who's who, What's the order for these uh, top three out east? It honestly wouldn't surprise me if it finishes the way they sit right now. It, it really wouldn't. I think that, you know, all three of these teams are playing at a very high level. And, you know, the Celtics, there was a moment there we thought the Celtics were definitely going to be the three seed, possibly even slip to the four if things didn't go exactly right. And they've answered back. I don't know if you guys saw what they did to the Pacers. Uh, but that was an absolute domination. And that's the team that they're trying to be going into the playoffs. Whatever was ailing this team, whatever, you know, hurdles they were trying to get over and figure out, I think were fixed when Robert Williams came back. As long as Robert Williams is healthy, this team defensively is an entirely different animal. I don't think anybody wants to see Robert Williams, Al Horford down there in the key, in the box, doing the stuff they do in the paint. And I think that Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum are better players when Robert Williams is out there. I think that his his con- his contribution to the pick and roll, the things he does in the law of game and the rebounds he gets on both sides of the court are instrumental to this team being good. The only question is, is really his health going down the stretch? How much do they rest him? How much do they ensure he's good for the playoffs? That could change things a little bit. But one, two, three, the way they sit right now would not surprise me at all. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's uh, if I had to pick, I, that's the exact order I would pick. I would pick them one, two, three right now. Just uh, I'll, I'll get into it a, a, a little bit later on why I would pick that. But Nick, what do you think, man? What's the what's the order for this East come playoff time? 
Yeah, so I, I see it standing as, as is. Um, <clears throat> Bucks one seed, Celtics two, Sixers three. Uh, if there is any shakeup, uh, the, it, it probably comes to a little bit of a surprise to you guys, but I do. I would see the Bucks falling to the two and the Celtics going to the one just because they wow. do have a tough schedule coming down. I'll just read off some of their, uh, their schedule that they have to face. Their next game, obviously, is today. They face the Nuggets. So they face the Nuggets. Then they face the Celtics again. Then they face the Sixers one more time. And then they have the Grizzlies and Raptors to end their season. So it's not like they got some cakewalks and just teams that they're going to run through. Uh, these are games that they have to suit up and play. And um, these are some top teams. So the Bucks, if, if they drop a few games here and there, the Celtics can make a push. Yeah, maybe. I uh but I I yeah, I definitely think it's going to stay with the with the with the order. I mean, this the Milwaukee being 3 games up in the loss column is just too game too, you know, too much to overcome for those other two teams like we said with, you know, 8 or 9, 10 games left in the schedule. Um but ba- I mean, Boston outside of uh game like you said, outside of games versus Milwaukee and Philly, which is the other two teams we're talking about, their schedule is pretty easy the last couple of games. So I assume that they'll be second. And Philly's schedule is low-key brutal to end the season. They got a West Coast trip that they're currently on where Harden and Embiid are banged up. And, you know, they obviously have to play Milwaukee and in, in, uh, in Boston as well. So uh, it sucks for Philly because, like, the last 50 or so games, they've got a great argument as the best team in basketball. And, and you know, but Milwaukee's consistency and, and Boston's hot start, I think, is going to allow for those two to be the top two seeds, um, top two seeds in the East. Right, yeah, I couldn't I'm agree more. Just for, I'm pausing just for a second because Malik said uh, – Wondering if he can still join in. Should we let him join in or no? We're already halfway through this thing, man. Yeah, yeah. He's twenty minutes late. Right. We kind of we yeah. we waited ten minutes for him. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the west. All right. We will move out west, where, as I mentioned before, it's just way more wild because West's four through 12 seeds are separated by three and a half games. And there have been some surprising changes over the last week, including Dallas, who made the Western Conference Finals last year and added Kyrie Irving, falling out of the plane into the 11 seed thanks to a home loss to Charlotte, where they were 16-point favorites with both Luka and Kyrie in the lineup. That's the biggest upset loss based on betting odds of the season. So, Joe, I'm going to go to you first on this one, man. Obviously, this Western Conference is 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 bizarre at this point. So, I want you to give me a thing or two that you think is going to happen in this West race, uh, West playoff race down the stretch. I mean, I, so we already know I'm well documented of having a crazy, crazy bold prediction in the West. All right, now everyone was laughing me off off this this panel here. Everyone was laughing at me in the comments. They were calling me Skip Bayless and all this stuff like that. But it's very difficult to argue to the to the comments I made. I said that KD didn't really move the needle for me in Phoenix because he's always hurt. He played three games with them. And what are, what are they doing now? They're slipping in the standings and dropping like a rock, all right? They're on a three-game losing streak, and they got Philly today as we're recording, all right? They're probably going to lose to Philadelphia. Even if Embiid and, and Harden are banged up, Phoenix doesn't have the depth or the big men to compete, all right? They're going to get beat up. All right, so they're going to be on a four-game losing streak. That could drop them into the play-in by the end of today, Saturday. All right? That's a big deal. The Mavericks, I said when Kyrie went there, he was not going to work. He's a cancer. He does not do do good team chemistry. Everywhere he goes, it's better when he leaves. All right? Outside of Cleveland because there was nothing left in Cleveland when he left. You know, I'll take that one. That one doesn't really count. But Boston, better when he wasn't on the court. 
Brooklyn, I think they actually have a better winning record than the Mavericks do since the KD and Kyrie trade. So, I mean, you can't even say that that wasn't even a, a win for the, for the Nets, all right? And then now he's in Dallas, and they're literally going down, and you have Luka coming into to, you know, post-game interviews saying he's he's depressed, he's, he's angry, he's irritated, he's not having fun. And I literally said Kyrie was the dumbest trade they could have made. And now look at them. Went from being in the Western Conference Finals to not not even in the playoff if it ended today. The they wouldn't even be in the playoff playing game. All right? Then I said the, the Clippers wouldn't make it either because they're the Clippers. They always get hurt. And now look, PG, possibly not coming back to the playoffs. Everything I yeah. said happened. Now, my prediction, I think Golden State, who has been turning up the heat on the road recently, I think they're on like a three-game road winning streak right now, and the Lakers – Avoid the playing game, and I think Dallas, Clippers, and the Suns are all in the playoff playing game right now. Meaning, and I think wow. only one of those teams comes out. Man, and that I'm would be still wild. Sticking with it, that none of those teams make the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if they all end up in the playing game, like you're going to be looking really, really, you know, in the playing tournament, you're going to be looking really, really good as far as that prediction goes because it's going to be you know, one of them for sure isn't going to make it. And then, you know, two of them are going to have tough first round matchups. So yeah, like you said, I mean, the, the, you know, Suns, uh, you you said they were going to get hurt. KD got hurt. You said the Clippers are going to fall apart. Clippers fall apart. You said it wasn't going to work with Kyrie and in, in, in Dallas and it's not looking too hot right now. Like you said, it's with Luka Doncic. Like I Luka, know what the hell I'm talking about. On <laughs> it's like, you know, like you said, Bayless, huh? <laughs> to, to your point about Luca, though, like you saw, you see his post game interview after that game. Like he looked like he was like hungover. Like he defeated. was he was hitting the hookah in the off season. Like he was just like drained, know, defeated. Like it was like, oh my god. I mean, he, yeah, he, he, he said it. The biggest betting loss of the season, and you can read it all over Luca's face. The guy is just bad. demoralized. He has no idea why this is happening, and and it's what happens every time Kyrie goes somewhere. They're like. Why does why isn't this working? The only person that Kyrie has been able to play with and it worked is in LA right now. LeBron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only person who's had enough of a like you know just personality and 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 leadership skills to rein his ass in and it got to the point where Kyrie got so irritated playing with him that he wanted to leave. Yeah. He didn't want to be with LeBron anymore. Yeah. So I mean it's, it's he's he's been he's been a hard person to play with his entire career, like you said. And and you know, I didn't think it was really gonna work for the Mavericks either. I thought they're, you know, best case scenario, they're gonna get to the second round, but they're it's it it is not looking good. They are not looking too hot out in Dallas. But Nick, I'll go over to you, man. What do you what are some of the things you think are gonna happen down the stretch in this Western Conference playoff race? Uh so um the Warriors, I see them keep climbing the uh, keep climbing the the standings. Like I said, they're they're one of the teams to watch out for. Uh, Four time champion Steph Curry, he's been balling he's been balling as of lately. Uh, so I wouldn't I just wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he goes up to the four seed uh, to match how many rings he's got. And then um, I, mm-hmm. I I do I do see the Clippers following just because that that injury was. I mean, pretty crazy. And uh, yeah. unless Leonard's going for like 40 plus every night, they're not going to hold on to that four seed. Um, and, and, and and I'm not going to go through every team, but I'll just say 
say my, a couple other things. The Lakers sure. love love what the Lakers are doing right now. They're one of the I think they're top three, top two still in defensive efficiency since the the trade deadline. Uh, so I just see them keep climbing, and I wouldn't I would just like Joe said I wouldn't be shocked if they're not in the 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 playing playing uh, game. So they'll probably finish out. At, I think the Lakers will jump up to the six seed, and the Mavs. I mean. I don't think any of the Mavs issues fall on Kyrie. So I think all, so Kyrie's, so when Kyrie's on the floor without Luka, he's three and one. Um, yeah, but you're not playing games without Luka. You're playing games with Luka. Okay. Isn't that the whole point of their experiment? So like they're playing well together. The issue isn't Kyrie or the issue isn't Luka. The issue is actually Jason Kidd playing a small ball lineup 40 minutes a game and they're getting out rebounded by like like 30 40% every single time when that happens and that's what happened uh yesterday against the Hornets they're not playing Christian Wood they're playing Reggie Bullock like 35 plus minutes a game when he's going like over 10 from 3 he's barely contributing on the defensive side and they just keep thinking a small ball lineup's going to work because they got Luka and Kyrie no you, you're going to need to play some bigs and um Kyrie and Luca have been the, the offense looks good. It's that the defensive side that they're they're falling apart. So yeah, Kyrie's uh, I mean, on the defenders, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and we knew and we knew that the, that they wouldn't struggle with offense either. Like you got two of the most skilled offensive players in the league on the on the same team. They're not going to struggle. We we knew it was going to be a defensive issue and a, and a mm-hmm. rebounding issue because they just don't have the personnel for it. You know, so um, you know, obviously Christian Wood's going to help if he's out there, but. I don't think, you know, again, if you're it's kind of like what I've been saying with the Warriors, if you're relying on Andrew Wiggins to 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 get you over the hump, if you're relying on Christian Wood to get you over the hump, I don't know. And Christian Wood's a good player, don't get me wrong, and same as same with Wiggins, but I I just don't think it's going to, you know, it's going to be No, I'm not saying he he gets him over the hump, but he may he may make a difference with like 5 or 10 points in a game if a guy's like 6-3 on a guy compared to sure. 6-10 guarding a a guy. It's just you can't compete with small ball lineups if you don't have, uh, let's say, like Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart, and guards who are actually going to be sw- Draymond Green guys who are going to yeah. be switching one through five. They don't yeah. have that, so they can't go small ball route. Well, and part partially what, one of the reasons why they don't have that is because they traded Finney Smith to to Brooklyn for Kyrie. So I mean, Finney Smith was a great versatile, you know, one through five type of wing defender, and you know now you trade him to Brooklyn so you can get Kyrie, and then. That's part of the reason why your defense falls apart. But I get what you're saying. It's a, uh, it's you know, they, Jason Kidd definitely needs to to, to make some adjustments for sure. But uh, as far as me, where where I stand, I think Dallas is still going to make the play in. Their schedule is so weak. They have Charlotte again, and I know they just lost to Charlotte, but I'm pretty sure they won't lose to Charlotte twice. Uh, they, they have the Pacers, the Hawks, the Bulls, and uh, the most unbeatable team in the league, the San Antonio Spurs, uh, five mm. of their last eight. So I mean, I, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna win those five games. They should win those five games. If, you know, Luca is not completely depressed at that point, they should win those five games. But I mean, you can't take it for granted for sure after what we just saw with them. But I mean, you see how bad it is with this team at this point. I mean, Luca, after the loss, like we said, he looked like he'd, he'd been out drinking for, you know, the last eight hours. He was just like slumped over. He had that like ghost look on his face. There's just not a good look for him. And uh, listen, he's talking, you know, he's talking about how it's not fun anymore. And listen, I think it's pretty clear Kyrie's not going to be back with Dallas next year. And I think it's going to be hard. Uh, just even, even you know, if if Nick's point is right, where it's not Kyrie's fault, you know, you see what has happened in Dallas since he's got there. Their record has gone 
steadily down, down, down. And teams are going to see that and be like, oh, immediately attribute that to Kyrie Irving. And I think it's going to be tough for him to not only get max money next year, but definitely not a long-term contract on max money for him. And, and that's unfortunate for him. But it's it's a lot of things that have built up for him in, in terms of, you know, in, in, in terms of that. So, yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting in Dallas. And then my other the, – the other one that I wanted to talk about was the Clippers, and we just talked about it. I've been saying that the Clippers are the four seed right now, and I think that their last eight games, they're going to go two and six, maybe three and five at best. I think they're going to fall off a cliff here in these last few games. Their schedule isn't crazy, but they're playing some teams that are battling for seeding, and I don't know if they they, they have enough. And especially as we know, Kawhi, he's not – I don't think Kawhi is going to play all these games. they got a couple back-to-backs in there, and I think they'll be in the play-in tournament. And, you know, in the play-in tournament, as we've seen in the play-in tournaments before, anything can happen in the play-in tournament. You never know what's going to happen. You do not want to be in there. So I think they're going to be in there, and I think it's going to be a, they're going to have a rough time getting out of it. So, yeah, a lot of crazy, crazy things, uh, crazy, th- crazy things going, out, uh, going on out west. But we'll stay out west, and we're going to transition to a guy who we talked about last week and we've been discussing in the chat recently and we've, we've had some interesting debates about, and that is Draymond green. We had, like I said, we had a good argument in the chat and after the last episode, uh, after the last episode happened, after we stopped recording and we feel, we, we realized we should probably just do a topic on it because Joe just haphazardly threw out a take like he normally does and said, Draymond green is not a hall of famer. And that blew my mind and most other people's in the chat. So Joe, I will let you explain yourself. Okay. Why is Draymond green not a hall of famer? So, I, I said, I, I was like, do you think he was better than Dennis Rodman? And you all equivocally said, yes, Draymond Green is a better player than Dennis Rodman was. Now, I, 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 so I literally, for all this past week, <laughs> sat there and thought about it. I, I thought about it, and it ate away at me, right? And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm missing something. Everyone's so confident this guy's a Hall of Famer, and he's better than Dennis Rodman. I'm going to go look. All right. So I did. I I pulled up some pages. Right. I went ahead and I saved them. I emailed them to myself just to make sure that I had all the stats. Right. All the stuff. They are actually very similar in build and weight and height and everything. Right. They're pretty much identical on paper per their measurements. Okay. I will give you that. They're both six seven. They are both two ten to two thirty somewhere in that range right there. But so I started looking at the stats. Right. You know championships things like that draymond's got four i think dennis has five uh yeah he's got five he was a two-time all-star i think draymond's a four-time all-star uh if i'm not mistaken that's correct and then i was like okay so let's look at like personal awards all right because we all we both said that both of these guys were carried to their championships dennis ron wasn't the best player on the pistons he wasn't the best player on the bulls he wasn't the best player everywhere else he went but he was carried to those championships right and i said well draymond was too draymond wasn't the best player on any of the golden state stuff but he was a really good defender and you know did all those things like that so then we started to look at the stats of dennis robin comparatively to Draymond Green. So I'll go ahead and do Draymond's first, all right? Draymond was a one-time defensive player of the year, one-time steals leader, one t- one uh all-NBA second team, one all-NBA third team, four-time defensive player or defensive first team, three-time defensive second team, okay? That's that's what he got. Now, let's talk about Dennis Rodman, who you all said is not as good as Draymond Green. Draymond, Dennis Rodman was a defensive player of the year twice. He's a rebound leader seven times. At six foot seven, this guy was a rebound leader with Hakeem Olajuwon out there seven times. Yeah. Okay. Do you understand that? The guy averaged over in that 
streak of span there, the guy averaged per game like 17 fucking rebounds, it felt like, okay? The guy was a boarding mm-hmm. monster. Now let's continue, all right? So he was a seven-time rebounds leader to Draymond's one-time steals leader. He was all-NBA third team twice, so he didn't have a second team. Draymond's got him there. All-defensive first team seven times, and all-defensive second team once. So I ask, how in the hell did you guys say Dennis Rodman was not as good as Draymond Green? Their, their points per game, almost the same. The rebounds per game, not even close. The only thing Draymond's got on is steals because he led the league once. All right. Now, I will tell you that Draymond and Rodman, their top scoring games, Rodman beat him in his highest scoring game. He had in, in this that he had. He did. He had more points in a game than Draymond did. All right. What are the, what are the points per game? What, what just uh, the I, points per game? Or 1.6 difference. It was not big. But they almost the, scored on the, average their entire the, careers. The same. Did, what was the Under top 10. scoring like, game? For uh, each? The top scoring game for each, if I remember correctly. Let me look here. I have it somewhere. Where, where are you? I might have to click on a different tab. Yeah, highest Listen, scoring while games. While you're looking, I just want to point out that you just completely changed this debate, by the way. Because oh, listen, I did. We might have. Here's the we thing. Okay. Spe- but okay. no, 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 hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, thirty-seven, thirty-four. Okay. Yeah. But, so listen, he did. So they were the same both- player, and Dennis Rodman had more accolades. Draymond got carried in every single every single championship. You were literally emitting a Jordan guy. Mediocre, mediocrity is what you're permitting into the Hall of Fame. Now, if we now Dennis Rodman, his rebounding, you can say, was actively the reason, and his defense was actively the reason those teams were able to win championships. You can you can correlate that. You can correlate Draymond did the same thing, but he didn't do it at high at, at the highest level. All right, he's a better Tony Allen, and I will stand by oh, that geez. until I fucking die. Draymond Listen, is not just, he doesn't deserve to be uh, in there. We just Dude, gave him soft-ass said... player of the week. All right? Yeah, of course, of course we did. Lit... She said he's a soft-ass player. I would have given I would have given Dennis Rodman soft-ass player of the week when he just dipped out to, to Vegas in, in whatever year it was, the, the 98 uh, last dance show too. But, but he didn't show up. He was in Vegas. Well, what are you he, talking he about? He didn't show days. up. Michael Jordan had days. to go get him. He was but there listen, for three days. But... He came back. He played. It didn't matter. All right? But listen – the the thing that you just said, you said Rodman's defense and and his toughness and tenacity, or whatever you said, he did it were direct court direct correlations to winning championships. Or I don't know, maybe Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas helped him win championships too, just like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant helped Draymond Green win his championships. So we're not. I'm not. Nobody's arguing that either of these players were the, the driving force to championship teams. It's and not I don't think, and honestly, the, 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 I, could, I would rather the argument be that neither of them should be in the Hall of Fame because it's, it's they, what, what are we doing? If you let one into the Hall of Fame, you can't not let the other one in the Hall of and Fame. That's I not how it works. They're basically, the I love Dennis Rodman, but I don't, like, there is nothing outside of his rebound stuff in the four championships so, or the five championships he was uh, on that got him in there. This is, I don't this think, is, I don't think Draymond Green's a better player than Dennis Rodman. And if I had to choose one, the right one's in. But I don't believe media. I, we do. We see this all the time. We see this all the time. 
where mediocrity is consistently allowed into the Hall of Fame because they were on a championship team. Do you think like Brian Scalabrini should be have his number retired and hang in the rafters? With, not the and, and Brian Scalabrini is nowhere near Draymond Green. This is no. Ridiculous. I'm not saying Hall of Fame. I said, do you think ridiculous. Brian Scalabrini should have is, his jersey retired and hung in the rafters because he was there for the 2008 championship along with Paul Pierce and Katie? It's or, not the or, same or, though. It's not, not the same. Scalabrini is not Draymond. That's not. No, even but that's the what I'm saying. It's a guy who was just there. He wasn't just, just there. there. Right. So let me just bring up my points. If we're watching basketball, just by pure, don't even look at stats. If we're just watching basketball in the eye test, you'd have to be stupid to say that the Warriors would succeed without Draymond Green. Their whole offense and defense is actually predicated around Draymond Green. He sets the defense. He's the heart and soul of the, of the team and the city. And then he gets everybody in the right spots on offense because I don't know how, how many times you see him catch the ball at the three-point line or the elbow, and he directs Klay Thompson and Steph Curry on where to go, sets multiple screens, gets them open, and hits the open player as he should. So there's just – he does so many things that don't go on the box, box score that uh, casual fans won't see, and there's, there's no way that the Warriors win – four championships without without Draymond Green. I don't even think they win two, let alone I don't even think they win one. He's the he, he's the best defender. He's he's one of their best passers be, besides Curry and uh he he's just that guy that you need on your team. He's the enforcer. He's he's the heart, he's the heart and soul. I I don't think he's a whole family. I don't I Yeah, listen, do not think so I mean, if you don't think, and and this this kind of goes to to your point, Joe. I mean, if you're saying that neither of them should be in, then I'm saying okay, yeah. I, I'm, I might be a little more with you. But if you're gonna let Dennis Rodman in, you have to let Draymond Green in, considering they do they did essentially that. Obviously, like you said, Rodman's a way better rebounder, but they did essentially the same thing for their dynasty teams. They did the same yeah. thing. So if if you say that Dennis Rodman is a Hall of Famer, he great Draymond should I be in. Dennis Rodman is a better Dennis, player. No, I said this was a no, better no. player. He's I, in the I, Hall I was of Fame. To it. I'm, I was getting to it, but you cut me off, man. But well, I was I mean, saying, if you if you, sure you don't, Dennis don't Rodman, run me over no buses, all right? I, well, then let me talk. Damn. Like, I, I, yeah, I get, get him buses out. all the time in this shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was going to say, before Joe rudely interrupted me, that if you don't think Dennis Rodman is a Hall of Famer, then Draymond Green shouldn't be a Hall of Famer either. So if you would have just let me talk... I would have got it out and I would have been with you. But instead, you've got to piss me off every time, Joe. Damn. I help it, all right? I, I know. <laughs> but in my opinion, I think Dennis Rodman should be a Hall of Famer because of how important he was to that team. So if he's a Hall of Famer, Draymond Green's a Hall of Famer as well. And listen, obviously, I'm not the biggest Draymond Green fan. I literally, like Joe said, I just gave him the NBA soft-ass player of the week presented by Philip Pillow Fight one week ago. So I don't think... He's he's not my favorite player. He's always bitching on the court. He has almost zero ability to score, but he's a good passer. And listen, I'm not willing to say he's a great passer just because he averages more than six assists a game for the last nine years because it's really easy to get an assist when you just flip the ball back to Curry and Curry hits a 30-footer or you flip the ball back to Thompson and he hits a 30-footer. I could get those fucking assists. Like, those so are easy assists. But, screens, whatever you gotta he, do, right? <laughs> but, but he is a he is a good passer, though. He is a good passer. And listen, he's an elite defender. He can guard one through five, seven-time all-defense, 2017 steals leader and player of the year, like Joe said, four-time all-star, two-time all-NBA. And like Nick said, they are not winning these titles without him. He's pivotal to this team's success. And I saw this dude also in a game seven that featured LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Klay Thompson, and Steph Curry in 2016 
NBA Finals, Game 7, he was the best player on the floor. He had 32 points, 15 boards, 9 assists, and 2 steals. While well, he played 40, uh, 47 minutes and hit 6 threes in that game. And listen, the, he's a Hall of Famer. It's not all about scoring. Okay, He brought toughness. He brought defense. He brought leadership. He brought playmaking to a dynasty that wouldn't have had success without him. And and I mean, they may they may have gotten to a finals. They may have won maybe one finals. But I'm not willing to say that they would have they would have gone on those runs without Draymond Green. I'm just not ready to say that. So if so, you think that he is, so if you think that he is a Hall of Famer, if you think Dennis Rodman's a Hall of Famer, you think he's a Hall of Famer. If you don't think Dennis Rodman's a Hall of Famer, it's fair to think he's not a Hall of Famer. But I think they're both Hall of Famers because they were so important to their dynasties. I mean, so so there's only nine people right now in the Hall of Fame that have ever gotten to the Hall of Fame without averaging. 10 or more points per game. And out of those, we have Andy Phillip, Slater Martin, Al Servi, Bob Hubregs, Casey Jones, Dick McGuire, Buddy Jeanette, Dennis Rodman, and Dikembe Mutombo. I, I can, recognize I, like three of those names. I can yeah. sit here with 100% like... Uh, Whatever I can't even certainty. think of the word certainty that Draymond Green is better than ninety percent of those guys on this list, and those guys are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and it's and, and Joe, it kind of makes your point because the NBA has let some maybe not so great players into their Hall of Fame, and once you start doing that, you gotta let you gotta let guys open. like Draymond in. You have to. You have to. And I, you have that's to. My, my my and I see it across all sports. Right. This is this is not me just complaining about the NBA. This happens quite realistically in all sports. There are people in the NFL Hall of Fame that I don't think deserve to be there. There are people in the, yeah. the Major League Hall of Fame that I don't think deserve to be there. And people who are not in the Major League, Major League Baseball oh Hall of Fame God, who that, do deserve, yeah. that do deserve to be Pete there. Rose? Because of the way they... Pete Rose. I mean, <laughs> Barry but, fucking Bonds? Yeah. Barry I mean, Bonds? They're, they're, so, I mean, and so it ha- it's across the, the panel, right? Across the board. Yeah. And I'm not saying Draymond wasn't pivotal, all right? I, I'm not going to say that. I, I, I do like to agree with you that I think that he played a very key role, similar to Robin, for the Bulls, for the, for the Pistons, and what Draymond did for Golden State. That I can agree with. However, role players are not Hall of Famers. <laughs> and I will stand by that my entire goddamn life. <laughs> I will die yeah, on this hill. So let me, let me ask you this then. What do you consider Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili... Um, whoa, Manu is a whoa, different it, animal. Nick. Do not bring up Manu because those are all role, it, those are all role players to me. Oh. Did you just call Manu Ginobili a role player? Yeah, Tim Matt, Duncan. You have this one, the floor Tim, Duncan, Tim Duncan <laughs> was Tim Duncan was the one A. There's no question about that. Of course, Gen- of course. Ginobili was was star number two, but we all knew who star number one was. Of course, and, and everybody like else. Saying- but that's like saying, you know, Jordan was star number one, so Pippen shouldn't be a Hall of Famer because he was star number two. You know, like you, Duncan never won anything without without the, a, a really solid number two, whether it be David Robinson or, or or Tony or Manu. You know, so Tony and Tony and Manu were making consistent All Star teams. Manu or Tony was a, a was a top five MVP guy on occasion. Manu was easily the best sixth man in the league for a really, really long time. So, so yeah, I'm not he, going to he, accept he won, that they were role players. He won a lot of six man year awards, but I would still consider a six man a role player. Yeah, but I mean, he was he wasn't asked to be in the starting lineup. You you don't think if Manu was asked to be in the starting lineup, he wouldn't have gone off in the starting lineup too? Like he was obviously a starting caliber player. Popovich's role for him was just hey, come off the bench, do what you do. 
and it was obviously good enough for him to 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 make a bunch of all-star and, teams, win a bunch of six man of the year awards, and be a, 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 a come crucial off the bench and star. Come off the bench and do what you do. That's a role player. That is not a role player. If you watch, listen, it, I'm telling you from a Spurs perspective, you do do you think they would have won those titles without Manu Ginobili? Do you think they would have won them? No, but like I said, you, you don't you don't win championships without role players. So that he's a he was he's a role player. He he sat in his role, and I'm not saying he's not good. I love Manu, and I love. If you think, if you think Manu Ginobili was a role player, then you think Dwayne Wade was a role player, and you think all these people no. were role players because Manu Dwayne Ginobili. Wade, go back, Dwayne, go Dwayne back Wade and watch. Never came off the bench as a six man. Go back in, and watch. Yeah, but he but, but he was but he was averaging ten but he dropped about 10 points in a bunch of NBA Finals games where he lost and a bunch of NBA Finals games where he got carried by LeBron. So was Dwayne Wade a role player then? Was Chris Bosh a role player? Because those guys were making all-star teams every single year. Is, Chris is, Bosh was, on the Miami was Clay, Heat was, was a role player. Was Clay Thompson a role player? Was Clay Thompson a role player for the Golden State Warriors? Was Clay Thompson a role player for the Warriors? Clay Thompson didn't come off as a six-man again in the NBA Finals, no. So Clay Thompson that, was dude. You can't just because he's coming off the bench doesn't mean he's a role player. That's not what that means. You see guys who are all time great come off the bench. That is not <laughs> well, how that works. Yeah, that's a role player. Yeah, that's a okay, role player. Then you could then you could say Tim Duncan's a role player too because he's playing his role. Everyone's a role player. That nah. doesn't make any sense at all. If you're a star, these guys are superstars. These guys are stars. You're a, I'm so you're, glad I started this. I'm so glad I started this. This is amazing. You got to be a star. Come off the bench. Just because you come off the bench doesn't mean you're a role player. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Some Andre of these guys Iguodala. are stars who choose Andre to take Andre Iguodala, even a finals MVP who came off the bench, That's the, was a role player. He was player. an all-star. He's a, he was he an was all-star. A player. He was a role player. Oh, my goodness. Went I, to I finals think... MVP, consistent all-star teams. That's not a role player. That's a star. That is a star. If you're making all defense, you're making all-star teams. You win a finals MVP. He was a star. That doesn't nah, make any it's sense. A role player. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson nah, were the stars. Tim Duncan was the star. Tim Duncan's obviously a star, but you can't possibly argue that Manu and, T- Manu and Tony weren't weren't stars as well. Manu's winning all star team. I would not put Tony's... Manu Ginobili in the in all time top thirty or all time top forty. Of course not. Of course all-time he's not all time top thirty and all time top forty. But that doesn't mean he's not a star. Play. That doesn't mean it's he's not role. a star. I'm not putting. I'm not putting Chris Bosh. I'm not putting you Kevin Love. I'm not putting really, Kyrie Irving in there. You can be a really, 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 really good player, but you're just a role player. Is Kyrie Irving a role player? Was Kyrie Irving a role player for the Cavaliers? Just because he started, Kyrie, was he a star? Because they Kyrie did the exact Irving same thing for their teams. Been a role player since he left the Cavs. Okay, and I'm, I'm maybe since he left the Cavs, but if you think he was a role player on those Cavs teams, that is a complete, uh, that is an absolute no, he lie. he was scoring because he's 41 a, points with LeBron James, and he wasn't coming off the bench. Go back, go back and watch what Manu Ginobili was doing in those NBA Finals and those NBA playoffs because he was going absolutely crazy, carrying those teams down the stretch, making huge shots down the stretch. It wasn't just Tim Duncan. Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker were huge. That's, listen, yeah, you ain't going to tell me about the Spurs. You ain't gonna I, tell me about Spurs. Trust I'm me, not, you ain't gonna tell me about Spurs. I'm not sitting here saying he's not good. I love Manu Ginobili. You're saying you're saying he's not a star, and that's simply wrong. He's a star. He's not a superstar. Go back and watch. He's not a superstar. Course, I never said he was a superstar. Go back and watch. You said he's not a we star. Can't he's just, a we can't sit he's here. We can't just sit here and clarify everybody as a star or a superstar. I'm he, not clarifying he, everybody he, as a star. I'm saying he, Manu Ginobili he, was a star. Manu Ginobili. He, go back and watch the finals. Go back and watch the playoffs. He was a star for those teams. He was. A, you're, they're not winning without him. 
He's an absolute star. Go back and watch. I'm telling you. Go yeah. look at the numbers. And a lot of role Just players. Just because he came off the bench doesn't players, mean he's a role player. Championships, like I said, championships are won with role players. Just because you w- contributed to that, I'm not saying you're not good. But just because he comes off this, you, the bench doesn't mean he's a role player. He could have easily been a starter if he wanted to, and he would have done even better as a starter. But he, that's a just what because if. he's he, that's just a because what he's if. no, that's not a what if. You've seen, you is. see his Joe, numbers. Is that, start, he, Joe, is no, that not a what No, hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't bring Joe into it. Don't bring Joe into it. that is not a what. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. He was in the starting lineup at times, and he had better numbers in the starting lineup. Go look it up. He had better okay. numbers in the starting lineup. So but, if he was a starter consistently, he would have had better numbers. But he's selfless but enough that's to take a bench role. So you can't say he's a role a player if. because he's selfless enough to do that. That's not a what if. You see the numbers. You it see is. the numbers. Look it up. That's not a what if. We, we You're sitting that's here saying makes, what, what you're saying doesn't you're make saying, sense. What you're saying is doesn't make sense. You're saying what if he started. We can't go back in time and say, I, oh, I'm not I'm saying what if him. he started because what, I see for a fact what happens when he has started. No, he had know, better numbers. So if they, he would have done they, that for forever, he would have been better. No, no, no. The, the greatest basketball head coach of all time said, you know what? Or one of the greatest basketball head coaches of all time said, you know what? You're better off the bench. So I'm going to keep our you team. off. No, no, yeah, no, Our no. team is our better. Team. So you're a role because, player for our team. No, that is not When you true. get asked to be yes. Yes. That is not true. That yes. is absolutely not if true. If any coach asks you to be the sixth man to better the team, he wants you in that role to be a role player to better the team. You can be a Fucking good. James Harden was asked to be a sixth man. You're telling me he's not a star? James, James Harden. Harden we saw what James Harden did when he went to Houston. He immediately James turned Harden. into an MVP. That's what Manu could have no. been. So that's but he wasn't allowed to be. That's what because if. That's what yeah, if. So what? So what? We do what, what ifs all say- the time in sports. That's what if. So what I'm yeah. saying. I mean, I don't like what ifs in sports, so. Yeah, I, yeah. I kinda, so that's what we if. do them all the time. So, we just I don't. Hard. We just <laughs> I don't do what ifs. <laughs> You're like, we just if, did them if, the entire last segment and the segments before that. So don't just not do them now when we do them all the time. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Oh, I don't I'm like saying, what ifs. You just did them the entire last segment. Matt is losing his mind. Let's start off with Draymond Green in the Hall of Fame. We are now talking about Manu Ginobili, who is in the Hall of Fame. Because yeah. I decided to a say role players star. don't belong. Yeah, he's a role player. Oh he's a really, really good, great you, player. If you think Manu Ginobili is a role player, you are out of your motherfucking mind. Dude. You did not watch <laughs> any of those San Antonio Spurs championships. Oh, I watched I'm telling all, you right I now. Watched, I, watched I watched them all, all in detail. I watched every single one I watched them one all in detail. And I remember them. And I I'm not say, saying he wasn't good. I'm allow saying me to end was, this. He was allow great. Me to end this. Allow me to end this. Okay, I looked up Manu's numbers while you guys were literally trying to kill each other from halfway across the world. <laughs> and uh, I don't think Manu should have been a Hall of Famer. Based on numbers. And again, that shows, that shows how little you guys know about that, the San Antonio Spurs. Just based on numbers. That shows how little you know. Just based we're not on basing it on numbers. We, we just it. talked about how people get into the Hall of Fame with shitty numbers all the time. I we just it. talked That's about that. And he sacrificed saying. himself for the betterment of the team. He could have been off averaging 30. That's like a definition of a role player. That is not the definition of a role player. If Manu had done what Harden had done, if Manu had done... What Harden had done, which is after, you know, the first couple of years in, in OKC, he had left the shot and gone to a place to be the number one guy. Win. I could, the argument would be different, but he yeah, didn't get that opportunity and he, he, he stuck around, he won championships. And I think if we were to ask Tim Duncan, if we were to ask these guys, 
do they win without Manu? They're going to say 100% no. no. Now, now not, I, I think we can do I'm the same saying. thing. That's not I'm what saying. I'm saying. But that, I'm getting there. That I'm makes him there. a star. If he is, if I'm he saying, is but, contributing, but we if have they to win without him. He is a star. Rodman is a star. That that Draymond is a star. And these guys are stars. And they're If you were to ask all those players on their own about them, if you're going to ask those players on those teams if they win championships without them, the answer is going to be no. Because Jordan, Jordan, Rodman. I mean, they're they are stars. Yeah, if you're making I mean, if you're making all star teams, you if you're making team. all defensive, if you're if you're making if you're making all NBA teams, if you're consistently winning awards, that's a star. I don't care if they come off the bench. Yeah, you have to do I don't care if they're in the starting lineup. I don't care if you're playing in the stands and you're the 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 fucking you're the fucking beer boy. Okay, this is that why is a it's star. hard. This is why it's hard to make a Hall of Fame case or to to disprove a Hall of Fame case because everybody out there, you can ask a player about them. And hey, do you win this championship without them? No. I feel like so, there anyone who's Manu got a Ginobili, Hall of Fame case is going to be Manu, there. Manu Ginobili was only got to the All Star twice in his entire career, so that's not that, that's not consistently being named to an All Star. Again, that's that's what happens twice, when you sacrifice to win a title. Man, that's what happens year, when you sacrifice to win a title. That is what happens when you sacrifice. When you sacrifice and you're being put on the bench, you're listen. You, you said you're okay with your role. You're being a role player, and you're going to do it to your best of your ability. And he's if being a star. More, if he had one more six man year awards, star. I would agree. What do, you, with what do you think they? What do you think they say? What do you think they say when they do? They say big three, and they just go. Uh, they they go Timmy Tony, and then who? What who do they say? Timmy Tony, and then who? Do they say Timmy Tony and, and Robert Ori. They say yo, okay. So that's a big three. Three stars. That's a big three. So what the fuck are we no, talking about? Like I just we said, talked about three stars. Timmy, Tony, Mike. Like I just said. He said Chris Bosh is a role player. I just said Chris LeBron Wade Bosh. I said Bosh is a role player. I just said Bosh was a role player. And guess what? And Bosh, and Rondo, Bosh made Rondo, 10 all-star teams. He is what? not a role player. <laughs> I said Chris Bosh on the Miami Heat. Heat. He was, was averaging a 17 a game. That's not a role player. He's averaging 17 a game and 11. That is not a role player. He was a role player on the Miami Heat. Just because you're a third star doesn't mean you're a role player. That's not how it works. You can have, have three stars. You can have yeah, four so stars. So who's the role player between stars. between KG, the big ticket, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce? Who's the role player? None of them. They're all stars. <laughs> I mean, I, what are we talking about? Yeah, no, that's that. way, that's Rondo's way a star, too. Rondo's no, a star, Rondo too, while we're at it. Rondo is the role player. Rondo's averaging 15 assists a game. He's not a role player. He no role that, player is averaging 15 assists a game. He did that consistently through his career. He was doing that for the Celtics. I saw I saw, I saw that dude averaging. I saw that dude averaging 20, 20, 20 games. I saw that dude averaging like twenty five assists in certain. I love Rondo, but he averages that dude was a star. his career assists. Are okay, eight. you're gonna go career assists. No, we were talking on the Celtics, on the Celtics, on that team. I'm talking about when they're winning the titles. Kendrick Perkins He's was playing a, role a huge. Tony he, Allen he was is, a role player. Yeah, yeah those Rondo's are role players. Still, role Rondo's players, right there. Still a role player. Man. Patty Mills, role player. Danny you got, Green, Your line of role player, Nick, is a hard one to walk, and I love it. I absolutely there's, love there's, it. Because I'm not, gonna class, allowed, I'm not classifying superstars or stars as Rajon Rondo. No fucking way. He's a Clay, Th- player. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson on the Warriors when it was KD and Steph. Was he a he's role a player? Two-way, he's a two-way star. Okay, but, but he was only averaging 17 points. That's what you said about Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh is a two-way star. He was only averaging like 17 points. Nah. I thought the, I thought is, this does that mean he's not? Does that mean he's not a star? Oh my god, this is amazing. Boom, baby. 
Check this is amazing. I love no, you guys. No. I love you guys so anyway. much. I love you guys so much. <laughs> well, baby, checkmate. Not checkmate. This, dude, uh, this, dude this has is the hill going to die on. Two, I'm hit, so glad. Manu Ginobili has two all-star <laughs> games. I don't He's care about that. Like, I don't care about that. I care about what he does for championship teams. You talk about a big three, Timmy, yeah. Tony, Manu. You don't say and Timmy, like, Tony. You don't say Timmy. You say Timmy, like Tony, said, Manu. And like I said. Three stars. And I three stars. You talk about three stars. And I'll say it a hundred times. Manu Ginobili was a great, great player. He he was a great role player, though. Okay, here's my question, Nick. He's Draymond, Draymond belong player. in the Hall Doesn't of Fame? If, if Manu if Manu and Robin are not in the Hall of Fame, is Draymond a Hall of no. Famer? If both no, of those guys are those not, two, then yeah. no. If both okay, those no. guys are in, then so Manu yes. and Robin are the case for Draymond getting into the Hall of Fame. Yes, Manu's not saying. like Manu's not like on the bottom of like Hall of Famers though. Like Nick, yeah. no, but, the but bottom of the Hall of Famers, like those are the bottom of the Hall of Famers. I, I get it, but but basically what we're saying is is that you have to be a good role player, on a guy. Team. Like you have to be like 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 if Manu had won like five consecutive six you know, you know six man of the years or something like that during those championship runs, it would be different. He won one. Well, listen, I'm not taking I'm not taking six man of the but years he, into account either because no. Jamal Crawford won a bunch of six man of the years and Lou Williams yeah. won a bunch of six man of the years. Who's better, yeah. Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford, or Manu Ginobili? It's not close, Manu. right? So yeah, I'm you can Manu. you can you can win a bunch <laughs> of six man of the years and and you know not be a Hall of Famer, and that's what those I, guys I agree. Do, but I agree. But that's a yeah. That's a um, it, it is listen, a hard, but, this is why it's a hard road to walk. You you just everyone who's going to watch this now understands why the Hall of Fame is such a hard road to walk on who gets in and who doesn't we should, yeah and what i mean I, what i would uh argue for the nba to do is look back at the hall of fame and be able to take guys out of it bro the to, uproar, to, oh my god can to, you to imagine the, oh my god to set the standards god. higher because oh my god, like the lower level Hall of Fame, like these are all the role players Hall of Fame, and this is the no. star Hall of Fame. <laughs> just you can't, you can't do that. You just can't. Once you set the standard, you have to, you have to, yeah. you, you just have to stick with it. But yeah, for me, I value what I value is someone who's willing to sacrifice and be the third guy on a championship team, as opposed to be the first guy on a horrible team and just put up, you know. Ungodly 30 numbers. points a game like basically like like okay, like like Vince but... Carter like Vince Carter did his whole career Vince Carter was never good enough yeah. to lead a team to a title and he averaged 30 for his entire career and no one's ever making a debate oh is Vince Carter a hall of famer like yeah Vince Carter's obviously a hall of famer you don't think listen Manu could have been off doing that he could have went somewhere and done that it would have happened I'm telling you what would have happened because Manu when, and Vince Carter though that's like that's, 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 that's what like, I'm saying because you don't think because you don't think it's a comparison because Vince Carter was averaging 30 on bad teams and on, on mediocre no, teams, Manu was Vince averaging Car- 15, 16 Vince Carter on was great jumping, teams. Vince Carter was jumping over seven footers, dunking on that. Sure, sure. He was, a, he was like a spectacular Brady. player. And I'm he was a spectacular player. I'm not arguing that Vince Carter is a Hall of Famer. I'm saying if you think that, that averaging 30 on mediocre teams is better than averaging, you know, 17, 18 on no, never, great championship caliber teams, then... You're, you're basically I, saying that because you're saying Manu's not a star. And, and, and I, what, I said, what, I, what I said is... If you sacrifice and you are okay with coming off the bench, you're okay with doing all this stuff for your team. Doesn't mean you're you not said, a role player. You said I'm okay with doing being my hitting being my role player in this for the betterment of the team so we can win championships. I, I can end this debate. Everybody right has now. a role. I can, I can end this debate right now. I can end this debate right now. Are you ready? Manu no. changed the game of basketball. Period. 
why. Eurostep, baby. The Eurostep yeah, is now the amazing. pinnacle yeah. of the driving post move for any point guard, shooting guard, power forwards, you know, small forward. It has been an iconic move. And Manu Ginobili popularized it in the NBA. And I will tell you right now, you either have to do, you either have to be something or do something to get into the Hall of Fame. Manu did not make the Hall of Fame because of his stats. He did not make the Hall of Fame coming off the bench. What Manu made the Hall of Fame for was changing the game of basketball. I would argue that over everything else. His contributions to the Spurs championships are unheralded. You cannot, you cannot have those championships without Manu. We know. The Euro step being brought to the NBA by Manu and utilized the way he utilized it. And now you cannot turn on a TV and watch an NBA game without seeing SGA and OKC. Everyone. Ja, Kyrie, you Luka, probably see it like 10 everyone, times a game Everybody. Giannis, yeah. Giannis, Giannis even. Right? Giannis, the Euro yeah. step revolutionized basketball. And if that is all Manu brought to the NBA, that alone gets him in the Hall of Fame. And he was he was ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time. You see Manu Ginobili playing in in twenty twenty three. What do you think is going to happen? He's he was ahead of his time. He was a he was. Gonna uh, I think he's going to be a, he was a, a starting point guard somewhere anywhere. One hundred percent. Yeah, he, he he's a and, and, and he was playing. In, he was maybe, he was maybe. playing. He's going to start the guard position. Yeah, he was he was playing in more. He was playing in eras back in the day too, where it was a lot slower pace and there wasn't as much scoring. So there, yeah. the, you know, Tim Duncan was only averaging like four or five more points a game than, than Manu was, you know? So it's like there, there wasn't as much scoring. So his numbers aren't going to look crazy. Like, you know, guys nowadays who are averaging, everybody averages 20 or, or, or 25 points nowadays, but yeah. that so went completely the, differently than I thought yeah. it was going to go. That's for sure. <laughs> I did not think we were going to talk about circle, Bring this thing full circle. Draymond is not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, Draymond well, yeah, is a Hall of Famer based on the guys who got in. And that's what <laughs> I think we can all agree on. Yes, and speaking of Draymond Green, that finally leads us perfectly into our final segment of the day because I said earlier this man was our first ever weekly NBA Soft-Ass Player of the Week presented by PillowFight.co, and we are now about to give our second ever NBA Soft-Ass Player of the Week presented by PillowFight.co. And if you want the softest, most high-quality pillows, mattresses, and bedding, Go to PillowFight.co, where their goal is to create a for-purpose betting brand, manufacturing premium, sustainably sourced products right here in the USA. And it's for a good cause. Their proceed, their corporate proceeds go to various civil rights initiatives. So go to Pillow.co using our link in the description and get your high-quality betting today. And this week, it is Joe's to give out. You do the honors, man. The anticipation is killing me. Who do you got for the soft-ass player of the week? Okay. I want to take a player here. All right. And I want to take Draymond 2.0 because this guy wants to be Draymond so bad. And he's just not as good. <laughs> I want to say it's Dylan Brooks. Right? The guy acts like if we're going to give Draymond the first, I almost feel like it's almost you have to give it to Dylan Brooks to, as the second one because I swear to Christ, they, Dylan Brooks looks at Draymond Green. He talks a big game to his face and talks a big game about him in public. But at home, there's a Draymond Green shrine in his closet. He's like, <laughs> I idolize you and play my game to your standards. I do what you no. do on the court and shall forever. And I will carry the torch of the Draymond forever. You're a soft-ass player too, bud. Don't even think Max. anything of it. Do you all see his little cheerleader thing? This is oh his idea God. of a cheerleader. Everything he does, I hate. So it's yeah, literally so be, like he complains, he whines, he talks trash in in the 
the media, and it's just a headache. And it was so hard for me to pick him over Monty Williams of the of the the Suns because, in all honesty, this guy loses a basketball game, and he just feels like everyone's out to get him. And then I love the fact that after he makes so many comments about how his team's not getting the calls and all this stuff's going on, that all of a sudden now he's like they're actually doing it to him. Like, oh, you want to see what biased is, bud? Here, I'll show you what biased is. This mm. is what it looks like when I'm actively trying to screw you over instead of your team just doing dumb shit on the court and getting fouls. I almost wanted to give it to Monty Williams just for that, but he's not a player. He's a coach. Yep. So, Dylan Brooks, congratulations. You were our second soft-ass player of the week. Golf clap all around, buddy. You did Enjoy it, Dylan. That. You did it. You did it. Enjoy that you, game. You earned it, my bud. friend. This you is did. the only way that... he'll, uh, he'll keep his name in the media. Yeah. No Dylan. doubt. Yeah. You, sh- <laughs> you earned it, man. You shoved that cameraman, got fined 30 grand, doing all sorts of stupid shit. Get another man, Texas Dylan Brooks. the game. Nice. Dylan Brooks, man. Oh. Yeah. And then I, he had the audacity I, to come out and say that a quarter million dollars is just paper. That's wild. Not to that's fucking me, statement. it's not. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, even consider it yeah. Dylan Brooks, we'll take back your soft-ass player of the week if you send us each a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. We'll, we'll take send it back. Send us some you can, paper, hey, you'll be the you'll be the You'll be the badass player of the week if you yeah, send we'll us all a quarter, a quarter, quarter you know, of a million dollars. A new segment. I'll we'll go, we'll, million go, million we'll just take one quarter million, and we'll let him sponsor yeah. the house call sports. And uh, There we go. Brought to you by Dylan Brooks. House, the Brick House brought to you by Dylan Brooks. I love yeah, I'm three hours yeah, so Dylan Memphis. Brooks. I'll do a live outside in Memphis. Brought to you by Dylan Brooks. So Dylan Brooks, hit us up on Instagram at the House Call Sports uh, and send us a DM. Yeah. And uh, we've got Venmo, we've got PayPal, we've got Cash App, whatever you want to send us a quarter million dollars. We will take it because apparently that is pocket change. But that is going to be it for us today on the House Call Sports Brick House episode. Thank you guys so much for watching. Again, shout out to all of our affiliates. The first one I'm going to mention is Liquid IV. Go get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code to check out. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at liquidiv.com. Watermelon Liquid IV, my personal go-to. I know these guys like, like a lot of different flavors of Liquid IV. I lift weights and have an outdoor job here in on Maui, and it's super humid, and the sun is always out. And I get three times the electrolytes with Liquid IV and the great taste, way more than water. So use the promo code and hit the link in our description to get you some liquid IV. We are also sponsored by StubHub. No matter the event, StubHub has the tickets for you. StubHub sports, concert, and theater tickets as low as $6. Huge regular season basketball games down the stretch. We got huge playing and huge opening round playoff games coming up for the NBA. So again, hit that link in the description to get your tickets for StubHub. And also, sportmemorabilia.com we are sponsored by sportmemorabilia.com a one-stop shop to get you all your authentic sporting merchandise i got a couple jerseys from there hats from there i got a pullover type long sleeve from there i got lots of awesome stuff from there so again hit the description to get all of your merchandise at sportmemorabilia.com we are also sponsored by fubo tv fubo tv TV is the world's only sport-focused live TV streaming service with top leagues and teams, plus popular shows, movies, and news for the entire household. There's no hidden fees. Go get a free trial. Browse available plans. I've used Fubo a lot. You get tons of channels. You can watch tons of sports. So hit the link in the description as well to check that out. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate all the feedback. Dylan Brooks, we want you in the comments uh, sending us your Venmo. Uh, Manu Ginobili lovers like myself, I want you guys in the comments after that heated debate that we had. So be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms at The House Call Sports, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. We got merch and go meet the crew on our website. We also got blogs up on our website. Our website is www.thehousecall.com. That's going to be it for us. Peace. And we're going to be talking about some preseason awards predictions, and we're also going to give you our World Series predictions as well. So we got.